0: Hello, it's time to build your empire. Sophie Zollman, owner and founder of Sophie Zoe Virtually There For You is sharing the secrets to building a better business and taking back your time. Let's get started. Building your empire with Sophie Zoe. I'm so excited for today's guest. Y'all are not gonna believe who I have on the show today. I have a new friend and colleague that I recently was introduced to by a friend of mine. Her name is Kelly O'Neill, and Kelly is a fast-talking, tell-it-like-it-is, no-B.S. entrepreneurial badass who is not afraid to go there wherever there is in the conversation. And here's what you need to know about Kelly. If you bumped into Kelly at a local dog park, hot vinyasa yoga class, or farmer's market, you'd encounter a woman in yoga clothes or jean cutoffs. She'd probably be sporting a ponytail and her favorite pair of flip-flops, sipping on a Starbucks and making someone laugh with her witty humor. If you bumped into her at a business event, on the other hand, you'd encounter a woman in a chic outfit, a Chanel bag, maybe some Vuittons, making someone laugh with her word witty humor. No matter where you go, Kelly has that type of energy that makes people stop in their tracks and pay attention. And let me tell you, my first conversation with Kelly was exactly that. So Kelly, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here today with you guys. Thanks. I'm I'm so glad you jumped in because this was just an opportunity. I couldn't pass up. I was like, ooh, let's get Kelly. So Kelly, I'm going to start the conversation with you like I do all my other guests. What is your best advice for business owners who want to scale their business to the next level and beyond? I love that question. And I'm going to give you my standard
1: answer, which is it depends. So I am someone who is a strategist, which means that my job in everything I do, whether it be working on someone's brand or their messaging or their business strategy, whatever it is, is I'm really looking at It's, it's like putting together a puzzle. They tell me what the, the they want the box top to look like. And my job is to help them des- design the most efficient route to get from where they are to that ideal result. So the reason I say it depends is because I don't believe in one-size-fits-all business strategies. I don't believe in one-size-fits-all marketing strategies. I think different people have, not only do we have different personalities, we have different skill sets, we have different genius We've got different assets, resources, training. We also have different preferences. We have different clients. We have different service offerings that we're going out to. Like we have different markets. And so my biggest piece of advice is to really make sure that you are working with some type of strategist that gets that. Because if you try to work with someone, right, and we all need, we all need people to work, we, we all need help, right? We all oh, yeah. need support. Nobody gets to the seven, eight, nine figure plus route without extensive support from amazing human beings is make sure that you get mentorship from someone who understands how to tailor the mentorship to you.
0: I love that because I've been a big proponent of non-cookie-cutter anything for many years. I've tried to do things cookie-cutter in my own business, whether it be my business model or how I sell my services. And it just doesn't work because cookie-cut, there is no such thing as one-size-fits-all in the business world. Clothes, maybe, but even then... Not so much. It's not (laughs) going to look super hot. It's It's not not going to look super hot if you're this little person in this big old t-shirt that's one size fits all. It's going to be like, okay, on you it's a dress, on you it's a skin tight little mini thing. Right. (laughs) I love that you you talk that way and that you think that way because it's also about how people perceive, how Mm. people learn, how they think, and how they do because that, you know, it's it's kind of like SOPs, Standard Operating Procedures. They're standard, but not necessarily standard for every single... And, you know, I can't write a standard operating procedure for one business that fits other businesses. No. It, it's oh. the same thing. And even though it's a standard operating procedure, it's still not cookie cutter. It's standard for what that company is, what that company does, how they perform, and how they do the, what they do. So... I love well, that it you are going depends on where you are. It depends on where you are in your business. So the advice that I
1: provide, you know, six figure business owners, or, you know, the people, the advice that I would give to someone trying to get past six is not the same advice I'd give to someone that broke six, but's trying to get to multiple six. It's not the same advice I would give to someone who is at multiple six scaling past seven. It's not the same advice I'd give to someone that's at seven trying to get to eight. It really depends on, it's so tailored to where you are in your current situation. And I do think that that's a majority of time why things are failing for people is because everyone's trying to slam themselves
0: and their clients into a tiny little box. It doesn't work. Absolutely. Or it's comparison syndrome. It's like, well, I'm doing this cookie cutter way that Jane Doe is doing it. And John Smith is doing it. And I see them having all the success and I'm failing. What am, what's wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? And it's like, well, you may not be doing anything wrong. It may be the strategy and not you at all. Right. So, well, I, I was on the
1: phone um, yesterday. I was doing a strategy, a strategic consulting call with one of my clients who is a multiple seven figure, um, uh, uh, like business intuitive in, in another country. Cause I work internationally. The advice that I gave her is not, what I would give to someone else who is a business intuitive in this country, who's marketing to primarily us citizens. It's not the same, right? right. The st- the way that we're marketing over still in, in Europe and, you know, across the pond is different because they're a little bit behind the, you know, they're not as, as um, saturated as they ha- are here in the U S. So it's different advice. So, you know, it just, again, it, it, this is like my standard answer for my clients. It depends. Tell me what you're trying to do.
0: I love it. I love it because that way you are catering catering to each individual client, their needs and who they are and, and all of it, which tells me then you, you don't necessarily work with one industry per se. Like you don't just work with coaches or you don't just work with uh, healers. You can work with any business. That wants to scale their business from whatever level, too. I love that you're not even, you can help anybody from the beginner trying to hit six or someone who's been trying to hit six for a few years and and gradually on up. And, of course, what you're saying fits the the mantra that I hear a lot of people talk about these days. Um, You know, it's... um, what got you to six won't get you to multiple six. What got you to multiple six won't get you to seven. What got you What got you where you are is not going to get you where you want to go. Because as you grow, as you make more money, as you do the things that will produce more money, it is a whole different ballpark. You can't just keep swinging at the same ball with the same bat in the same field if you want to really grow your business. In always, not just revenue, because that's the big Correct. thing. Is it's not just about growing the revenue. Correct, I agree, and it's also the
1: team too. So, so the team that that you have in the beginning is not the same team that's going to get you past seven. They it just, it's not. It's it's very likely that it is not the same team. Like you might have a few people that cross over that you've been able to train up, but it's it's new teams. You know, there's a saying: different level, different devil. So it's yes. got to be constantly growing and involving your your organization and your strategies as you grow and evolve.
0: I love it. Yes, definitely. And and then there's the people who get there with little to no team and and think that, or they, you know, they get to six or mid six with little to no team and think they can get to a million and beyond without expanding the team. And it's like, oh, no. The bigger you grow, the more people you need, the more diverse it's going to be, the more experience it's going to be. It is going to be everybody and everything grows when you grow the business.
1: Completely agree.
0: Completely agree. Um, yeah. It's, and you know, and even sometimes processes change, sometimes technology changes. Totally.
1: Totally. I, I. you know, so I, I run a, a, a fairly large company and, um, you know, we, we're very process driven. We have very, like very significant processes, partially because in total, because I don't want to, I don't want to be in the middle of it. I don't want to be in the middle. Like that's, that's the ticket to freedom, right? When I've got processes, like right now I'm onboarding some new team members and I'm like, here's the entire training, go watch it and come back to me. Like, I don't have to, I don't have to to do that. And it's, it's so important that you've got that. But I will also tell you that the processes that I had, like we are constantly staying on top of and updating processes. It's actually a part of the job description of everyone that's on my team to make sure that that is, is happening.
0: Absolutely. Everything evolves, everything grows, everything changes. It's not just humans. It's, it's everything. I mean, and it, you know, and if you're not willing to accept that you're not going to grow. But the other thing is And I would, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. When you're growing your business, you're scaling your business and, you know, you're adding processes, you might be adding tech. And of course you're adding people. How do you help your clients if they even are in that space of, it's so expensive. It's an expense. I can't afford to hire more people. I can't afford to buy more tech. Whereas it's, it's an investment. I mean, I you know, I try to explain, it's not an expense, it's an investment. You're investing in yourself, the business, and your growth. What is your take on all of that? Are you, you know, do you kind of help them get from expense to investment, or do you have a different approach even from that?
1: So I'll, I'll tell you. So I, you know, when I first started my career in, I, prior to even starting my own business, I was in Silicon Valley as a tech brand marketing and PR expert and I worked with big technology companies right like I launched like people talk about product launches I launched quick in 98 99 and 2000 like I I know I know that that world wow started my own business in 2001 and I went from working with these big tech giants and then I started working more with tech startups but then I started working with entrepreneurs infused in there so the thing is, is that I, my sweet spot is not newbie entrepreneurs. It's not, that's not my particular sweet spot. I am like accelerant. I am like fire starter, right? So when someone has like, when they've got in and they, you know, they, they've got a good idea with their business is They, they've got the foundations in place. They know how to make, you know, they know how to get clients and they're ready to like 10 X it you know, when they're ready to scale from six figures to seven, when they're ready to scale from mid six to seven to multiple seven, that's when they bring me in, right? Right. So I'm, that's more my, that's more my sweet spot. Here's what I will tell you. No one gets anywhere without investing in your business. So if you are, you know, I use this example, um, you know, back when I kind of taught more When, when I was working, especially with, with newer entrepreneurs, or sometimes when I'm work, even working with entrepreneurs, like you said, who have gotten to six figures and they're just, you know, much more frugal. uh, It's like, look, I, I will tell you because I've, I've consulted on this business. I did do an entire business turnaround project from someone who had, did not, she had a seven figure business and wasn't investing enough in her business. And it caused so many problems the amount Mm. of problems. It's like, it was Pennywise and pound foolish because ultimately she ended up with all of the work on her plate. She had team members who were not up to snuff. She did not have the technology. She did not. And her business imploded and she Mm. was miserable. So by trying to save those couple hundred thousand dollars, she ended up costing herself about 2 million. So Mm. I came in and I was like, uh, you know we need to start investing, and the minute we started investing, it's like yes, she took that profit hit temporarily, and then she rapidly accelerated. So my advice is don't be pennywise and pound, don't be pennywise and pound foolish. And if you were watching this and you're at the newer stages of your of your business, here's what I want to tell you have you ever gone to a a dentist because this is something that I don't see in all industries and I do work across many different industries I work I, I work in service- based businesses primarily so I see this in the medical industry I see this in the you know professional service industries insurance lawyers you know um, uh, accountants that sort of thing I see this with consultants I see this with coaches and spiritual people I see it across all the different, the different industries, but I mostly see it in the coaching and spiritual industry. let me ask you a question. Have you ever gone to a brand new dentist that's starting up their business? And they're like, Hey, I don't really have the funds to like start up my business, like to really have a full business right now. I'm just starting. So why don't you do this? Come over to my house. I'm going to put you in my kitchen table chair I'm going to tip your head back and I'm going to use my fork and I'm going to clean your teeth because I can't really afford to invest yet in the proper dental tools. Of course not. Have you ever been to a restaurant with someone starting in a restaurant and they're like, you know, I don't really have a location yet. We're just starting our business come over, but don't bring more than four people because that's what my kitchen table seats. And I'm going to have, and I'm going to, I'm going to bootstrap this and I'm going to make you the most amazing meal ever in my home. No, real business requires investment. Okay. This whole bootstrapping thing is something like that. I'm going to be, okay. I'm going to go there. Like my, like my bio said, that's something that the coaching industry invented to get people to like, start their, start their their dream business with no money. And it's like, you guys, no real business runs that way. Like it's such a crock of shit, pardon my French, but like no real business starts that way without actually investing. Now, I think there is a certain point where you can overinvest in your business. I think there's a certain point where you do need to make sure that your expenses are equal to where you are revenue-wise. But nobody gets around investing in their business and nobody smart doesn't invest in their business from the get-go because otherwise the learning curve is too steep.
0: Yeah, definitely. And well, and the workload is too heavy and it it just I mean, it's a burden to not invest in people to help you out. And that's not just a team to support you. You need coaches and mentors and you need education. And I don't mean your college degree. I mean, you know, you need schooling in the different things that go on in a business because even, you know, I, I used to work for a company that coaches attorneys and they coached attorneys on how to build, turn their law firm into a business so that they could become the CEO and get away from it to go on vacation while the, the staff did everything while they were gone. And the because guess what? Law school does not teach you how to do a business. And some people will say it doesn't even teach you law. And I've had a lawyer actually tell me that. She was like, yeah, it didn't teach me how to how to practice law either. But so, you know, it's, there's just so much to invest in. And I don't know if you can, do can, I'm going to do like one last quick question. If it's something that you can uh, speak to is when does investment and going into debt to invest in your business, is there any kind of line that you need to that that, that someone needs to draw because you know obviously we don't want to go bankrupt obviously we don't want to be god-awful in debt but i know a lot of business owners that don't want to invest because they don't want to go in debt to do it they don't want to leverage other people's money but there is a is is that is a
1: part of it right yeah i mean like again and you know some people of course you know there are people that come out of the the the, the shoot with a trust fund And that's about probably 1% of people, if that, right. Right? I mean, so that's, that is not the case. Business owners typically take out loans to start their business. Uh, When I started my business, I used a credit card and I put about a hundred thousand dollars on my, my credit card to start my business. Um, And that year did $350,000. So I th- here's the thing that I think, like, y- y- it's an investment, right? Just kind of the same thing. It's like those people are also not the, I, when people say that, it really makes me question, their like, are you, do you really want to build a business or is this a hobby? Because that sounds like something that someone's looking to invest in a hobby would say, like, I don't want to go into debt for my hobby. I get that. I can understand that. But this is a business. It's an investment. Right. Your your business should exceed past you. It's just like when you buy a home, how many people are out writing checks, you know, a million dollar checks for their home? No, they get a mortgage. It's the same thing. So I, I you know, I really do. I think it's important to be smart in your your business investments. I think that it is important to track ROI um, and KPIs in, you know, in your business investments to make sure that you that you are getting a return on your money. I do see people investing in in stuff that they don't need because a lot again back to this whole business coaching realm i think a lot of people have the cart before the horse right so so they're not actually building their business strategically they're out and they've gotten into some program with an unqualified business coach that is like go out and just start building an audience and it's like you don't need that to get to a million dollars right like it, it that's, you don't you don't need that quite yet right or even especially to get to a couple hundred thousand dollars like you don't right. you don't need that right you don't need to write a book to to start making money in fact it's a huge deterrent i do i tell my clients not to do books and podcasts until they're well down the road on on income um so you know but yeah you're not I, real businesses are not getting around investing right it, it would actually be
0: foolish not to Love it. Love it. And that's the way I see it, too. I mean, yes, you need to be careful with your debt. But, you know, again, penny wise and pound foolish, it's it's crazy. And you, sometimes you do have to go into debt to do things. And, you know, as long as you, you know, I mean, pandemic hits. What are you going to do? Are you going to give it all up? Are you going to leverage other people's money to keep it going? I mean, I know myself in 2019, I literally did lose it all and have to start over. What did I do? I got with my husband and we together figured out how much money I needed to restart the business and run it for six months until I became profitable again and able to support it without it. And I leveraged our personal money in my business to rebuild it. And I went from zero to multiple six figures in two years. Way, way, way good return on our investment because we didn't invest that much in it it didn't take a lot for me to have to be able to run for six months so definitely I run, be able to do that i run a
1: um a i don't even like the term mastermind because it's really not it, we call it the collective i run a a very um powerful women's group where i consult with these seven figure women um and then we also get together to collaborate Cause you, you know, that I'm very big on collaboration. So there's always a collaboration part in, in anything that I, in anything that I am a part of. And I will just tell you right now, because I know the back ends of all of their businesses, all of them are investing in their businesses and they invest at a very high level. Awesome. It's, it's not, it's not a, it's not a low level and it doesn't ever, it doesn't ever stop.
0: Okay, well, and that and that makes it makes total sense. If you want to grow, I mean, it really is true, as cliche as it is. You got to spend money to make money. You really do. So, and you're not going to be profitable. Like, I mean, you can't. That's not
1: true. You can be profitable out the gate if you have a good strategy. Yes, and it's you're initially going to put out more
0: than you than you bring in. I mean, that's the nature of starting a business. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Kelly, this has been so awesome. Unfortunately, it is about time to wrap it up. We could sit there and probably talk all day, um, but we can't do that. So tell everybody where they can find you. If you want to put an offer out there, definitely put that out there so people can come learn more about you and maybe even see if you're the right fit for them to work with you. Um, let, it, let them know where you're at. Sure. So you can just
1: go. On, I mean, I'm all over the social. I've been around since the dinosaurs roamed the earth and since Facebook started. So you can go to KellyO'Neill.com. That's K-E-L-L-Y, O-N-E-I-L. Just one L, not like the surfboard company. Um, and you know, you can you can check me out there. And if you do, if you are looking to strategically scale your business and you want to see if maybe we are a good fit, please fill out a book a call form. Here's what I want to let you know. Um, I, you know, we don't work with everyone at our company. If it is a good fit, I'll let you know how we can support you. And if not, I'm going to refer you to the right person. There's, we don't do hard sales here. The, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to try to get you to cash in your 401k to <laughs> start anything like that. We're, I'm in the business of helping, of helping people grow. And so if you want to do that strategically and you want to do that efficiently, then book a call and we
0: can talk and see what that looks like. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, Kelly, thanks again for being on the show to my listeners out there. Thank you for stopping by and listening. If you haven't already subscribed, please do and make sure you share it with a friend because I know that you know somebody who needs to hear what Kelly's got to say because it was all good stuff. So thank you, everybody. And I will see you all again next week. Thank you. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Building Your Empire. For more tips on business building and living your best life, check out our website at sophiezo.com or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Have a great day.